Doctor Stephen and Vicky land the TARDIS in the middle of the Trojan War. When the Doctor is quickly mistaken for the Greek god Zeus, he must come up with a plan to help the Greeks defeat the Trojans and save his crew. What will the Doctor do? And will his plan involve a horse, perhaps? This is the Mythmakers. Welcome to Regenerated. Out on the plain, the Greeks had left a gift. And although what it was remained unclear, we brought it into Troy. Then at night, from out its belly, soldiers came and fell upon us as we slept. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 19 of Regenerated. You know us by now. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by Becky. Hi. And today we have, I'd say, serial two of uh, season three. Because uh, Mission to the Unknown is not really a serial. So, Serial 2, which is the Myth Makers, uh, 16th of the 10th, 65, to the 6th of November, 65. And sadly, all four missing uh, episodes are missing. So, we had to watch uh, Reconstruction, uh, Loose Cannon re- Reconstructions this time. Before we sort of get into the finer details, what do you think of the Loose Cannon Reconstructions, Becky, of this uh, serial? Pretty much the same as what I thought of the other one. But the other one wasn't Loose Cannon, though. No, but we have watched some of Loose Cannon. Yes, I thought it was actually really well done. I always thought and that... they were well done in the first place. Yeah, I thought there was no real footage um, from this serial, but from what I can see from the Loose Cannon... Well, they obviously got it from somewhere. Yeah, they've got some really small snippets, only like about a couple of seconds worth of footage, but there was some footage, and you could see they'd actually like uh, made their own photos, because as we said i think we said it last week there's not really many telly snaps from this serial but they've kind of made their own so this one was directed by a michael leston smith and he doesn't really do anything else besides this serial so he's just kind of like a, a one-timer yeah and sort of like troy what about troy really seriously you yeah. know as in that's pretty much the fact that trojans got wiped out well we'll get into the, the story uh, quite shortly but this one was also written by a donald cotton and he did is in the fact of the guy's involvement in doctor who was short-lived like the city of troy nice to know that i have to explain my jokes to you well yes you do sometimes because uh for the listeners out there we just don't get him so no one... you just don't get him so... because sometimes you have about a sense of humor of an eight-year-old Moving on. This one's written by a Donald Cotton, and he also does the Gun Fighters, which is in this series as well in a few episodes' time. Donald so, Cotton. Yep. See, small things <laughs> amuse small minds, Becky. So this one had four episodes. The first episode is The Temple of Secrets. Episode two is Small Prophet Quick Return, which I think is really quite a cool and little the name. The saying is, simple things please simple minds. Either way around, it's still the same thing. Episode yeah, three, no Death, Death of a Spy. And episode four is Horse of Destruction. So this week, I think it's going to be a bit more sort of 
loose format. I will go through some of the plot, but I think I'll make it more looser this time and not go through every single detail like previously. One of the things that we have to sort of, uh, sort of big things to come out of the Myth Makers is we actually lose a companion. At the end, we actually lose Vicky. Yeah, but you kind of saw it coming, really, because of the pure and simple fact that the Doctor said when Ian and Barbara left, oh, you going to leave me as well, sort of thing. And she was like, no, I'll never do that. And then she'd bloody do anyway. Bit of a strange exit as well. It comes, obviously, at the end of uh, episode four, Horse of Destruction. She kind of just sort of uh, leaves the TARDIS, gives it a little bit of a hug, walks away. And that's kind of it, to be fair, because she obviously falls for one of the uh, Trojan soldiers or Prince. yeah, well, one of the Trojans, shall we say? She prince. falls for him. A Not bit... just a Trojan, a Trojan prince. Well, it doesn't really matter. And what was the Trojan prince's name then, Becky? Good job Shut to up. see that you're paying attention. It was Troyus. Yeah, I know it's something to do with Troy. And yep, so it's a bit a bit like Susan's departure here. It's kind of the same sort of thing repeated here. You know, Susan fell for somebody. Kind of makes me laugh. Where the... you get like Hector, which is like a sort of normal bizarre name. Then you get something like Paris, and then you get Troyus. Someone seriously went cuckoo when naming their kids. So yes, Vicky, Vicky's departed now. Like I said, same sort of thing as uh, Susan did in the Daleks Invasion of Earth. It's kind of that young la- young lady, girl, whatever you want to call her, like young woman, falls in love and then leaves the TARDIS again. So we mm-hmm. actually then obviously said goodbye to her and we actually say hello to another companion, a, a Kata, is it Katarina. Katarina. Yep. So who remarkably looks similar. To Barbara. Yep. And she's not really, throughout the whole serial, built up, I found, from what I could tell. She's not really sort of... She's a handmaid. You kind of can guess that Vicky was going to be the companion when you saw her in that serial. Because she'd lost her family. She was all alone. You know, they sort of built her up from the first minute of the story to the end. Katarina was all alone by the time that the woman she worked for kind of got kidnapped by the Greeks. Oh, kind of, but she's and, joined you know, she's joined the crew. And the rest um, of the Trojans died. So she's joined the crew now, so she's now the next sort of female companion of the Doctor. So if we could just quickly, I'll just quickly sort of go through then some of the points of episode one. Uh, basically, like I say, it's in the Trojan times. There's two Trojans fighting. Uh, the crew are in the TARDIS watching this and the Doctor says, I'm going to go and talk to these soldiers, even though they're in the midst of battle. He's going to go out there and talk to them. What is he going to do? Bang their heads together? That seems to be like the sort of way he wants to go out there and sort of make them see sense to stop fighting. Yeah, but the problem is he's always like, oh, we can't change time. We can't change time Mm. and can't change events and stuff like that. Um, Greeks fighting Trojans. Um, Yeah, kind of happened. Can't change it. Well, the like we said in the time, uh, the time meddler, it kind of the change that sort of real now that he can actually change a little bit of history now. So they've sort of, erase that a little bit to make the stories more 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 free-flowing i would say anyway the two soldiers one's achilles and one is hector so obviously achilles from greek mythology is going to test my greek mythology now and becky will be you'll be able to correct me here but isn't achilles the the sort of uh the greek myth that basically he was dipped into the water with uh by his ankle up to his ankle by his mother 
Yeah, because she had to hold, hold him by his ankle. So the only part that isn't immortal and untouchable is his ankle. Yeah, so Achilles is supposed to be like undefeatable apart from the ankle, which is his weakness. Yeah, that's why they call it your Achilles heel. Wow, that's it. So obviously this one, obviously historical. And I think the, the Doctor Who serials that are historical are the ones that do kind of shine, I think. And this one I found did shine. Well, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Greek mythology sort of buff, really. I do like Greek mythology. Yeah, and obviously, again, the running joke on Regenerated, I can't pronounce names very well. So, again, Becky, I'd ask for your help here. So, obviously, these two of them in the midst of battle. The Doctor comes out of the TARDIS. He then distracts Hector, and Hector gets run through by Achilles and gets killed. I had to to do that while playing Trivial Pursuit. Apparently, Icarus couldn't be pronounced. So, not just me, then. (laughs) It weren't me. I had to correct it. Anyway, there's, there's a nice little line here from Achilles where he basically mistakens the Doctor for the Greek god Zeus and he says that you come in any guises and this time you've come in the guise of an old beggar, which I thought was quite funny because he's in like a, a sort of suit, so it's kind of funny. He threatened to trim your beard should you descend to earth. Oh, did he now? Well, if you notice, I have no beard. If you had appeared to me in your true form, I would have been truly blinded by your radiance. It is well known that when you come amongst us, you adopt to many different forms. Oh, do I? To, to Europa, you appear as a bull. <laughs> to Leda, as a swan. To me, in the guise of an old beggar. I beg your pardon, I do nothing of the kind. Oh, but still your glory shines through. Oh, indeed. Indeed so. Yes, so I should hope. Yes, well, thank you. I'm glad to meet you. Well, whatever would he say if he came in rags? The Doctor's then shown to Troy and then you get that sort of backstory of they've been in the war for 10 years and basically all that all that jazz, I'll say, because... I didn't think he went to Troy. It didn't. He shooed Troy because from, from what I can tell, wow. from, obviously when we watch these loose cannon reconstructions, it's always... I thought he went to um, the Greeks. Well, as ever with these sort of uh, reconstructions, there is a, a sort of uh, a summary kind of of what it would have been like, so... Because of sometimes you hear like there's like move they like move from from one spot to another or they're showing them like a city and you don't really know what they're doing because there's no words or anything like mm-hmm. that you sort of have to go from what the sort of reconstructions are sort of pointing out with the pictures this I thought that in this point that they did actually show him Troy but that's what it's sort of true but you never you never know anyway this is uh, where I'm gonna butcher the first name Becky is it Odysseus. Odysseus. Called? Odysseus. Okay, I told you. Odysseus then. In put it this way, right? In Hercules, the film, the Disney film, right? In that, Phil, the satyr, turns round and says that there's a lot of uses. Hmm. Odysseus. Well you'll be Perseus. Just the name. Pegasus. It's gonna be you the name. It's, it's gonna be the name you correct me on the most, so <laughs> we'll just sort of put that out there. That you're gonna be correcting me. Anyway, he comes along. Well, just think of it as Odyssey, you know, Odysseus. It's pretty much similar. He sort of comes along into the sort of. Um, Although his parents must have hated him for calling that. He comes along and he sort of stumbles into the middle of the dialogue between Doctor and Achilles, and says that the TARDIS is the, his temple, the Temple of Zeus. Then the Doctor is sort of led off slash captured and taken to the Greek camp. So. One thing I would like to sort of get your opinion on, 
the costumes, Becky. What do you think of the costumes in this? Like, say, the historical They're pieces. Black are, and white. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the the costume department always sort of goes um, above and beyond well, the historical way, ones. The problem is with this story is that I'm forever comparing it with the actual film of Troy of Brad Pitt. They're two and, different things. Yeah, though. but the problem is, is I liked Brad Pitt's costume better, especially when you saw his naked butt. Um, you know. So yeah, but from a th- few, I don't know, maybe a few thousand pound budget for Doctor Who sixties to a few million pound budget for Troy. You didn't really see much of the there, waist Becky. down, though. Bit of a difference. You saw quite a lot of the waist up, but not much of like whole of them. But you got to see Stephen in like, you know, Greek gear, which I knew you from last week. That's what you really, really wanted to see. Right. Anyway, talking to Stephen, Stephen decides that he'll and go Stephen off. Stephen still looks like Ian. Well, we will get into that uh, a little bit later on in one of the episodes from, as well, Ian. And, and trust Stephen. me, he's a one compared to Brad Pitt in Greek outfits. Wow. Anyway, Stephen goes off to Especially look. Especially when you see his naked butt. Stephen goes off to look for the doctor because Vicky has to stay behind because she's hurt her ankle. Don't know whether or not she'd done this in the last uh, serial. Uh, which was uh, Galaxy 4. I don't know if she hurt her ankle in there. I can't really remember. I can't remember sort of picking that up. But anyway, she sort of hurt her ankle. Achilles then goes back to Anegmon. Or is that Agamemnon. Agamemnon. See, I just, <laughs> I can't get the words out, Becky. So Agamemnon. We'll just call him Eggs and Nom. But anyway. Eggs and Nom. <laughs> quick, quick little point about this, uh, about the actor. Francis de Wolf. He was actually in Carry On Cleo and he actually played um I think he played a Greek or a Trojan soldier. What in Carry On Cleo? Well that would have been a um, a Roman soldier, Roman probably. I'll tell you why it weren't Greeks, I'll, I'll, in well, it. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I made that assumption. Because if you look at what Stephen ends up wearing, yeah, his sort of Greek outfit, it looks a lot like the Romans. Yeah, the Romans yeah, outfit. You know from why that Carry is? On Cleo. You know why that is? Because the Romans actually took their armour and things like that and their clothing inspired from Greek times. Did you know that? Well, thank you for that one. See, History 101 with Becky. It's back again this week for a little sequence. <laughs> anyway. As always. Anyway, the Doctor. Obviously, he plays up to being Zeus, but they think he's sort of like... I spend too much time watching horrible histories with the children. That's what it is. Wow. And you secretly like it. Shut up. The Doctor plays up to being... uh, It's funny, okay? The Doctor plays up to... Get over it. The Doctor plays up to being Zeus, uh, but they think he's sort of this spy and he's quickly arrested. And uh, Stephen makes his way to the Greek camp. Stephen is then spotted by... What's his name? Odysseus. Is that the one? Odysseus. Odysseus. What? What? What is it? What? what who are you on about? You Odysseus. Odysseus. What? Odysseus. Which one is it? Is well, it... are we talking Trojan or Greek? Greek. Odysseus. Odysseus. Right there, you go. That one. See, I told you, it's just too many sisters. Anyway, that's the same as before. Well, Stephen is spotted by Odysseus, who's when he was coming into the camp, and then he's captured as a spy. And then uh, the doctor claims Stephen as a sort of sacrifice and that he's going to perform this miracle the next day. 
And then this uh, character uh, is called Cyclops. He was sent by Odysseus to check on the Temple of Zeus or the TARDIS. He then comes back and reports that it's disappeared and that's the end of the episode. So, these names, man. One day we will get like a nice little serial with Pete, John and George (laughs) and it'll be really, really good and nice. But next episode, episode two, Small Profit, Quick Return. Again, a really good episode. Tell you all I thought. It's see, Becky. It's the play on the word profit. They mean profit as in like a spiritual profit instead of profit like money. Isn't that clever? No. Oh, okay. Anyway, they go and investigate where the TARDIS is. They don't basically find it. It's basically been taken. That's what happens. The doctor. charges. Yeah, and the doctor then has to sort of confess that he's not actually Zeus. He's then seized and ordered dead. Then we find out, like it says, that the TARDIS has been moved into Troy and with Vicky still inside it. Then we get this character called Cassandra, who's a prophet. Now, well, actually, she's a high priestess. Well, I looked at Wikipedia at the pro- uh, the plot line and it says um, she's a prophet. Yeah, but the high priestesses are supposed to be known as prophets and they're supposed to give prophecies. Not always, but they some are supposed to but she's, be, but... she's a bit more sort of clued up to everything because of this she thinks it's a trap this uh this yeah box. well it didn't work so well for her did it because you know troy got destroyed anyway and she's actually um what's his face um the king's door well she did try to warn them as well saying i've had a dream about this horse with men coming out of it so she kind of does foreshadow hit and warn them but they just don't listen they're just a bit ignorant to be fair well not just ignorant stupid Wow. They try to open the TARDIS. Yeah, but then at the end of the day, this just goes back years and years and years. Even now, you know, men still have an issue sometimes of where they don't want to listen to women. Because especially if a woman ends up at a risk of a woman being right and then being wrong. Wow. Of course, Becky. Nothing changes in history. I'm always right, you're always wrong. You wish. Like our mugs say, Mr. Right and Mrs. Always Right. Yes. She'd have learned that by now. Well, we get the first sort of look at the TARDIS wardrobe room, which is quite interesting. Vicky's in there trying to sort of uh, Wardrobe find room? Some... It looks like one bloody rail. Well, no, but from, from the... Well, you like to say, there's not really many tennis laps, so I don't know if this is sort of a, a manufactured photo uh, for, the, for the loose cannon reconstruction or not. This is actually a photo of the actual room, but it just kind of looks like a wardrobe with loads and loads of clothes. Vicky's obviously trying to find something to blend Most. in with the Trojans or that sort of era mm. of history. And it's sort of the first time we kind of get to see that they actually have this. It's been alluded to before that they have a room with loads of clothes in, but this is kind of the first time we sort of see it. The Doctor and Stephen, they sort of explain who they are. Why not the wooden horse? No, my dear boy, I couldn't possibly suggest that. The whole story is obviously absurd. Probably invented by Homer as some good dramatic device. No, I think it would be completely impractical. That's what you say, so, Doctor, but in that case, hurry up and think of something else. The only way we can rescue Vicky is to get into Troy. We've only got two days left. Oh, patience, rather less now. Haven't you thought of anything yet? Yes, but I have thought up of some conditions of my own. Oh, really? I don't see how you're going to enforce them, but what are they? Well, it's all very simple. Uh, that is, if you want me to help you sack the city, you must uh, promise me that Vicky will be spared. Odysseus uh, says that he will li- release them, but he wants them to come up with an idea of how to defeat the Trojans. So already they're sort of poking us in the right 
sort of direction as to what the, the outcome yes uh, what the outcome of this episode is going to be and the horse and everyone well, everyone it. knows the whole trojan story but well that is basically ev- everyone what, everyone knows the story of the greeks and troy you know and this this whole serial basically Menelaus is that story is, um, of pissed off with a trojan back to troy and he basically started a war over his missus that's the long and short of it as and well, then killed know? everyone so this whole this whole and serial still got his wife back anyway this whole serial is basically the horse and troy and all that sort of thing anyway so like i say it's it's, it's very good you don't that... really see helen of troy in it though no i don't think she's in it at all but this is one thing that Doctor Who really does really well. They sort of do cater for like uh, history and maybe you know children that want to learn about history. They're kind of like to be honest, a bit of information right? Here. The thing that doesn't make any sense to me is if you know, it's like come on, you know, Paris basically brings back Helen of Troy and everything. You know, if I was one of his parents, I'd say no, get the freaking whore out of here, ship her back to Greece, and you know, have a quiet life. Thank you for the use of the word whore, Becky. You're welcome. <laughs> Just put my podcast into an 18 rating. Well, I couldn't really call him much else, but, you no, know. we'll leave it at that word. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back back at Troy, the TARDIS is surrounded by logs. They're going to sort of burn it as a sacrifice, only for then Cassandra to say that she wants to sort of want a sign from the gods this then prompts sort of Vicky to come out, maybe a bit of uh, coincidental, but she sort of walks out anyway and says, I'm and from the future. And nothing ever mentioned about her ankle again. No, she sort of made a remarkable recovery of the ankle injury <laughs> as no well. No one ever yes. mentions it ever again. But she sort of comes out, she's sort of questioned. Vicky then gets uh, a sort of new name because they say your name's kind of, I don't really know, they sort of say it's modern or something, or is it? Is it like... It, Basically, it doesn't fit the period, so they just change it to Cressida. And uh, she's basically made a favourite at court, and Cassandra's obviously jealous by this. And then we see the Cyclops is watching. Yeah, because at the end of the day, with High Priestess, I think they actually have to give up their title to become a High Priestess. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they have to be, like, completely, like... They're not allowed sex around. Pretty much like a nun. Mm. The the uh, Cyclops character uh, isn't a very good one I found in this well, he can't serial. Talk and he doesn't he doesn't really do he anything. Even, is he even got one eye or is it like two? Well, from the picture I could see he had like two eyes, but only one was working. That's kind of the way it looks like. He, he seems he he to be a bit of a dumbass. He doesn't really honest. do anything. He's quickly killed in the, I think it's the, the third episode, and he's never really mentioned ever again. He's sort of a lurker. Yeah, but he's stalker. just like he's kind it, of stalking around. When they try and give him, a, when people try and give him a message to do something, it's like, yeah, okay, uh-huh. yeah. Um, it's, it's like I can't remember what I've seen where it's like you know someone repeats themselves over and over again, saying right, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then all of a sudden it changes to don't do it. Mm. You know, and it's just the sort of thing he reminds me of. They do that in the Looney Tunes a lot with Bugs Bunny and uh, Elmer No, Fudd. it weren't Bugs Bunny. You will kill me. I will kill you. I won't kill you. That sort of thing. And then yeah, Bugs but no, Bunny changes it. I can't remember what it was. For some reason, South Park's popping in my head, but I don't think it's oh, South Park. Anyway, Doctor and Stephen, they're sort of debating ideas. Uh, there was mention of sort of a flying machine, but... 
we'll get onto that in a minute. Stephen then persuades them to basically send him in Greek armor. And I put very Ian like, that's a very Ian like thing to do. You know, step forward and say, I'm going to be the hero. Make me out to be a, a Greek soldier and I will go and rescue Vicky. It's kind of very Ian. And you can see. Very that, misogynistic. That you kind of see, but maybe they sort of rip this for. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Ian. like I said, it's very misogynistic to assume that because she's a girl, she needs saving. I can't remember which serial it was. She isn't I a think... pri- she isn't a prisoner. So what makes them think she needs saving? I think I think it's Galaxy Four, where the the script was written for Ian and Barbara, mm-hmm. and it had to be Stephen and Vicky. So it kind of doesn't work. I'm wondering whether or not they writ some of this for Ian because, like I say, it's very Ian like to sort of say that. Um, mm. He basically wants to be dressed. Yeah, up. but then so was basically um, the Vicky's sort of idea of fashion for Stephen and his haircut and everything else. That right. was very Ian esque. Yes. Yes. He basically wants to be, Ian Clone. He basically wants to be captured by the Trojans so he can go search for Vicky. How he's going to search for Vicky and that's when funny he's captured, how he's, I don't know. It's still funny how he's an Ian clone, as like I say, Ian number two. And then you've got a new companion that comes aboard who looks a spitting image of Barbara. Mm. It's a bit ironic. I can't see how uh, Stephen's going to sort of search for Vicky when he's captured and behind bars, but he thinks he can. Paris goes to avenge Hector, his brother. He then calls out Achilles, only for Stephen then to appear. They have a little bit of a fight. Stephen pretends to stumble, and he is quickly captured. And then again, that Cyclops is following them. Again, he doesn't really do anything. Vicky uh, finds out that the Trojans will do anything for a horse, da-da-dum. And uh, Vicky sort of drops that Troyus is a uh, good looking so that's, that's the first sort of sign there that maybe she's sort of finally ma- uh, f- sort of had a man caught her eye as it were we also find out later on that she's actually he's shouldn't she say he's 17 a year older than me so we find out that Vicky's actually 16 yeah. or meant to be 16 at this point in time Paris then comes in with Stephen Vicky obviously recognizes him calls him by his real name because Obviously, as as part of the ruse of being a a Greek soldier, Stephen uses a fake name. Again, this is going to be another one I'm going to butcher, Becky. um, But I put Diomedes or something like that. It's it's irrelevant what his name is because the point is is that through her recognising him as Stephen, she calls him Stephen, they sort of kind of... She does that as Cassandra walks in. Cassandra obviously is already jealous and already suspecting that they're spies and it's a trap and everything. Says that they're both spies and that they're to kill Vicky and Stephen. And that's the end of episode two. Episode three, Death of a Spy. The way they get out of it is that Paris sort of stops the order because he's questioning Cassandra's credibility uh, about if she's really this prophet or, you know, if she's sort of telling them the truth and that sort of thing. Or a bit of a jealous, you know. And then Stephen in return, he sort of talks up Paris and his sort of... um, his prowess with the sword and fighting and all that sort of stuff. Sort of play into his ego a little bit. Um, Just a tad. Again, this is sort of the reverse of what they wanted with the Doctor, with the Greeks. This time the Trojans want Vicky to help them turn the tide of the battle. Um, but they're taken to the dungeon in the process. Again, it's really weird that <laughs> we want you to help us, but first we're going to put you in a cell. It's a good way of getting them to help them. Anyway, the Doctor then shows... Uh, a paper plane, a flying machine, and says about catapults and stuff like that. But they want the Doctor to be the first man to fly it because no one else is really willing to do it. 
in the dungeons, again, a stone is thrown into the cell. This is the Cyclops. He gets basically told by Stephen to go and seek out the Doctor to tell him, you know, don't attack the city for a couple of days. If not, we'll be killed. The Cyclops goes off. He's basically killed, so he can't relay that message. Again, like I said, a bit pointless, that character, but I suppose it... Well, I, don't, I don't really know why he's in the story, to be honest. He doesn't serve the story, doesn't push bit the story pointless. along. Yeah, the only thing he really does is tell him that the the TARDIS has disappeared. That's about the only thing he actually does. Anyway, we get another sort of uh, sequence with Troyus and Vicky, a bit flirty this time, bringing her food and, you know, there's a back and forwards between them two sort of uh, furthering on their relationship. The Doctor then sort of says about the flying machine, oh, the machine won't work, but basically I've got another idea. It's basically a horse. Have you ever thought of a, a horse, hmm? Is that supposed to be funny? It should be a huge horse, about 40 feet high. What oh, good would that be? <laughs> we build it hollow, and we fit it with soldiers and leave it on the sandy plain for the Trojans to capture it. <laughs> and, and it's just possible that the Trojans will come out and take the horse back into their city. And the Greeks pretend to sail away. <laughs> that you can see, you know... You can um, hide in and then surprise attack, basically. So the Trojan horse story was um, basically created by the Doctor. That's what they're trying to say. The Doctor views this sort of uh, this horse, and then he has to go and wait in the horse with the other soldiers. The Doctor starts to have second thoughts, and he sort of goes to leave, but he's stopped. Then uh, Troyus goes in to see Vicky and sort of tells her that the Greek army has disappeared, because obviously, as we know, they is it it's not the full army is in the horse is it it's a, no. a part of the army are in the horse so they can come out at night open the gates to let the army in yeah that's basically the full what army it is. but they've disappeared for now haven't they well yeah yep and they think vicky has basically brought this luck and she's released the cassandra is still trying to tell everyone and they should really be listening to her that you know vicky's a spy and that you know, this is bad and all that. Paris then comes in and says about the horse and we get that shot of the horse being pulled into the city and that's the end of episode three. And then episode four, Horse of Destruction. Again, Cassandra's saying that this horse is a trick and they still not listen to her. They're still just going to bring it in. Isn't there a saying that says, beware of Greeks bearing gifts? I think there's another saying that came I out of this. I thought it was don't look a gift horse in the mouth, but there you go. Well, I don't know. But anyway, but then, uh, well, I'd look it in the mouth to see if there was any Greeks in it. Like I say, the, the horse is basically a symbol to the Trojans, like a god, and that's why. Yeah, they but if you bring something in. in from that's just been dropped outside your gates, right? Why the hell wouldn't you set it on fire? Well, or why would either that or just leave it there? Does it have a big tag on it that says "To the Trojans"? No. So how do they know us for them? So they could, they just drag it in their gates for no blooming reason, and then you know open themselves up to getting killed. About me, I'd leave it, the bugger there. If you think about it logically, they've been fighting this war for ten years. All of a sudden, the Greeks disappear, and then there's this horse left by them or by somebody. Then it's you leave it there. It? But you leave yeah. it there. You don't take it into your city, or you burn it. Either mm, one. Yeah. Anyway, Vicky frees. It's called logical thought. Vicky frees Stephen, and then 
they sort of go into the streets of the city and they're viewing this horse. They have to keep hiding because there's sort of patrols coming around. Um, and then they have to hide from Katrina. Um, Katarina. Sorry, Katarina. I tell you, my, my names are so off today. Katarina. Oh, well, get used to it. She's in it for a long while at the moment. They have to hide from her. She's basically the handmaiden to Cassandra. And then Stephen tells Vicky to tell Troyus to leave the city because obviously we know what's going to come. There's going to be a big battle that's coming. And well, then... not really. I wouldn't say it's a battle. It's more of a slaughter. Basically, yeah. So Vicky then returns. She then has to be sort of babysat by Katarina. The doctor, who's still in the horse, he's kind of getting a bit antsy now, wants to get out of the horse to the refuse of the Greeks. Vicky then basically meets up with Troyus and tells him to go and search for Stephen and get out of the city. Obviously, the rest of the story is the Greeks come out of the horse. They open the gates to let the army in. We see Troyus searching for Stephen out and sort of uh, outside the city. He stumbles across Achilles. Obviously, Achilles killed his brother. They have a little bit of a, a sort of scuffle and that. And it says on the loose cannon reconstruction that Achilles scrapes his ankle on a rock or a shrub. On a shrub, And yes. this obviously then weakens him. He's killed. As Achilles is dying, he throws a sword, injures Troyus. And then, let's say, we have that battle in the city between the Trojans and the Greek Greeks. Vicky meets up with the Doctor and they have a big, you know, the big sort of, you know, uh, what do you want to call it, sort of, embracing meeting reunion yeah reunion that's the word yep and then vicky sends katarina to find Stephen. Stephen is uh fighting for his life in the city in the midst of the battle he then gets injured to which katarina has to help him vicky then this is really this is where the weird thing is because from what we can see vicky goes into the tardis with the doctor she comes out of the tardis hugs the TARDIS, walks away. The Doctor then comes out. As it says on the loose cannon reconstructions, he looks a little bit concerned for uh, Vicky as she walks away, but he's watching as she walks away. So well, we have to surmise that she obviously told the Doctor in the TARDIS, you know, I think my time has come now to leave. Is that That's kind of what I they're I found sort of somewhere I, I think I belong. That's kind of what the gist of it Well, yeah, it because like. obviously her family was killed in the future on that planet. You know, and she didn't have anyone or any, you know, or any planet to go back to. So, to be honest, it was like about finding somewhere that she belonged. Mm, yeah. The Doctor then helps Stephen into the TARDIS as well as uh, Katarina who helps Stephen in. And like Stephen they say, in. home is where the heart is. The Doctor then helps Stephen into the TARDIS as well. Uh, uh, Katarina, she sort of helps him in as well because obviously, like I say, Ian, uh, sorry, is he... Ian and Stephen, they're so similar. Uh, Stephen, because he's injured, they have to sort of help him in. The Doctor has to then qu quickly get back in the TARDIS and go because they're getting surrounded by soldiers and then they dematerialise. Then we have that little bit with Troyus and Vicky. They meet up and Tr Vicky basically says that she's going to stay with him, that she sort of belongs. That word again, belongs. Where's Diomedy? He's gone with another friend that you never met. Back to Greece. No, to where I came from. You see, he wasn't really a Greeky. Oh, Troilus, you're hurt. Just a bit. Here, let me look. No, I'll be all right. Look, Chris. I don't understand. I... I don't suppose you ever will. That doesn't matter. 
So long as you trust me. Trust you? After all... I didn't betray you. That's why I stayed behind. I wanted you to know that I didn't. The main thing is, I belong here now with you. That's a big thing um, with the companions when they leave. They kind of say, this is a place where I belong, or this is where I belong. Yeah, anyway. but I saw it for someone like Barbara and um, Ian just to go back to a time they came from. But when you come from a time where there's uh, everything you've ever known is gone, you know, and you don't feel like you belong anywhere anymore, finding somewhere to belong is even harder. Yeah, but... Anyway, she's left now in the TARDIS. Stephen is wounded quite a bad way. Looks like we've got that new companion. Yeah. And they must stop somewhere to help Ian. And then it says the next episode's Nightmare Begins. So that's, like I say, that's a loose sort of going through of uh, the Myth Makers and basically the history of the Trojan War as well. So overall, what did you think of the Myth Makers? You know, it is a missing episode Just one. Yeah, I'm just I'm just waiting no. for you to say um, Helen of Troy's husband's name. See if you get that wrong. What, Priam. No. What is it then? Priam's the Trojan king. All oh, right. Men. I, I can't. I had it written down. I don't know what it is. What is it? <laughs> uh, let's see when we can butcher this one. Uh, Menelaus. Nope. How do you say it then? Menelaus. Well, I'm quite close. I'm quite close there. Oh, I get points for trying. <laughs> But yeah, what do you think of the Myth Makers, Becky? Like I said, if I had Brad Pitt in it, it'd be all right. Yeah, but I'm not talking about Brad Pitt. I'm talking about the Myth Makers. I don't know. We had Galaxy 4. Greeks were far too cocky. Trojans were a bit of dumbasses, but then I suppose they're trying to represent the actual Trojans. Galaxy 4, I think you'll find isn't really... Like I say, right, if you're going to have bring a massive wooden horse in your city... You ask them for trouble and you ain't got no basic common sense. Well, that is it as well, yes. You're just so, asking to be slaughtered. Last week's Galaxy 4, not really thought of uh, by the fans. I don't think they really think about this one too fondly. I actually quite liked it. I thought it was all right. Nice little start to the season. Mission to the Unknown is unrateable because it doesn't really feature the Doctor or the Companions. This one, I thought this one was quite good. Mm. You know, for again, I was a little bit concerned about the missing yeah, episodes. Yeah, I did like it. I, I, I'd probably rate it on the same place we rated the Roman yeah. one. Um, but Very thing, similar to the Romans. Yeah. Very but similar. Then, but then you've always got that. With everything that you see that's to do with Romans and Greeks, whether it be, you know, like um films or tv or whatever anything you see this romans or greeks is so similar because the romans took their example in everything from fashion to architecture everything else from greeks i i was a little bit um i was a little bit worried about going into missing episodes territory with the recons and stuff like that but Galaxy 4, the mission to the unknown, which again, like I say, is a little bit of an unrateable one, but this Myth Makers, I haven't never seen this one, I never really knew too much about it, I knew it was Trojans, but overall, actually, the two, Galaxy 4 and this one, I've actually quite enjoyed, and I think we've got, I'm quite confident with the fact that we can give them a rating, because mm. I think that the loose cannon reconstructions, especially this week, it wasn't last week, because that was a special edition um, Aztecs reconstruction, but this week, loose cannon and probably next week's, um, the next two weeks, the Daleks' mm. uh, master plan is probably going to be loose cannon as well. I'm looking forward to actually watching them 
because they're done really well. Yeah. You know, they have a little bit of animation in them. They have a little bit of the footage in it, you know, and they do have this like, sort of text where there's like no nothing. They tend of, to describe yeah. what's going on in the text. Yes. So if you're missing out on things, they tend to describe it, um, so, which is a real, you know, you obviously, you know, you got to really pay attention because otherwise you miss the me- you miss the bits at the bottom. But, you know, it was really well done. It was really well thought out because, like you say, you had the audio, you had the screen snaps. But, like you say, when there isn't a screen snap for it, but there is audio, they do describe it. Mm. And, you know, without that, I think that would be a a massive mishap if they didn't have that bit. And, but yeah, I quite rather enjoyed it. Well, this one coming at 145th in the poll of 241 so it's about halfway mm. so the fans do actually think of this one as quite you know it's quite up there not in the top 100s but it is kind of getting up there so mark campbell as always uh independent verdict a witty script from donald catton that blends farce and violence to intriguing effect seven out of ten again i should think he's quite he's quite spot on there i should think with that uh let's just quickly if i can flick Back to the Romans. What did he give the Romans? Just to bear with me. He gave the Romans an 8 out of 10. So one one a little bit lower. But yeah, I would say it's more of a, a 7. Maybe between a 7 and an 8. Yeah, I wouldn't know whether to say a 7 or an 8. Because to be honest, I can't remember what I rated the Romans at. Well, that's but, a, that is a while ago. Um, to be honest, I would, suge- I would say, you know... A seven point five to an eight, maybe yeah, because that's what I would say as well. You know, it's I've rated other things that are a seven that are not quite as good. So, um, you know, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think it's really good. So, lost another companion now. Vicky is gone. What do you think of Vicky's? It's again. I oh, thought it was a very short. Another whiny a, teenager. Well, yep, gone, <laughs> gone. I think. To be honest, I am glad that there's no more whiny teenagers because whiny teenagers are just annoying and it's just like, oh, woe is me, help me, I'm lost, I'm lost, I've broken this, I hurt my ankle, I need rescuing. It kind of felt Um, to me like... The problem is with that sort of thing, you know, in that time, obviously, yeah, it was the 60s and that, but come on, how are you going to teach women? You know, young women are probably going to watch that and think, oh, every every time I'm in trouble, I need a man to rescue me. Well, You know, and that's the problem. That is, that that is a lot of problem with society that, because a lot of things yeah. with society trying to make out women need rescue. And it was that error in history and as well. And trust me, a lot of men need more rescuing than what women do. It was that error in history as well. Overall, I thought Vicky was actually not too bad. She weren't as whiny as Susan. No, and to, I, I don't know whether or not this is a bit like... Susan um, was just screechy. I don't know if this is like uh, this was like a bit like Carol Ann Ford when she sort of left to like really quickly because it does feel like the yeah the, the abrupt sort of, the ending's kind of abrupt you know it just sort of it it did thrown see, it, it, did it, it seem, feels thrown in there right at the end yeah it does it does seem rather abrupt like you know it was sort of planned last minute or something. Um, but I did find Vicky a lot less screechy and whiny than but than um Susan. But it was like she used to just question everything and just get really 
sort of, you know, bossy and mm, yes, but sort, yes. Of like, sort of like my sister. Vicky, sometimes. obviously planned by a Mar- uh, Maureen O'Brien. Sort of like my sister at times. Vicky. She she was probably she was like that, like a teenager. So the next uh, the next episode, episode twenty of Regenerated, is going to be it's, it's a bit it's a bit poignant that it's going to be episode twenty as well, but it's going to be just for people who don't really know and didn't really they've only just like sort of dipped in now or whatever. Next week is going to be the big massive epic, which is the Daleks master plan. It's twelve episodes. Majority are sadly missing, except for a couple. But again, we're probably going to watch the loose cannons uh, to fill in the gaps. Because of its big, grand epicness in nature, it's going to be a two-episode podcast. So the first six episodes will be next week, and then the following six episodes will be the, f- the week after. Um, this one is going to be quite interesting, I think. I, I know a few bits about what happens so in this one. So that's what, next week... Yep, there'll be episode 20 and next week, and then episode 21 will be the ending of it. So social medias, as always in the description, hit us up on all your favourites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. And you still haven't ordered me my hoodie. I know, I keep getting keep meaning to I'm get round to ordering I'm... the samples. But yeah, well, while we're talking about... Sample. I want a hoodie because it's getting cold well, now and I'm, and I'm sitting there freezing my backside off most of the days. We'll segue into, yes, we have mer- merchandise, Teesprings. Told you, she'd get so, the dog a jumper. Well, we'll see what we can do, won't we? Oh, come on. She, lo- she looks cute your in a hoodie. If there isn't, you know, if you do have a look on the Teespring site... Just remember, it? we can do anything. There's everything on there apart from fridge magnets. That's what I was going to say. You know, if you do want to have a check on there and there's something that you want that's not on there or a design maybe, then you can always sort of hit us up with a comment or a message and we well, can see what we can do. Uh, the merchandise is in the description. So next week, like I say, the big epic Starlick's master plan. It's going to be very... I think that's going to be a, a good one. So yes, so we will catch you next week. So overall, um. Like I say, impressed with the Myth Makers. I think it's a very good one. And we have a new companion going forward. So I think we'll leave it there, Becky. So until next week, I will say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>